Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is episode 16 of season two. The battle for the Cubs fifth starter spot is heating up. And now, Crowley, it's time for us to go over a little bit of odds and ends and looking ahead to the week coming up with the uh, Mariners and A's and Padres and Angels and Rockies all taking on our Cubs in the next upcoming days. Yeah, you know, it, it, you got uh, Seattle and Oakland at home, so there's going to be some games at Sloan, which um, my friends over from the Heckler, they are over there right now doing their annual spring training trip, so they're having a blast. What's the um, Heckler? I don't know. What's the Heckler, Crowley? I don't know what the Heckler oh, is. Should man, I know maybe, what the Heckler is? Maybe maybe I need to do that, uh, you know, next year in the offseason. The Heckler was a um, – it was kind of like an onion satirical baseball newspaper that used to be about. They used to have them in, like, the bins at Wrigley Field, so – Uh, they they are absolutely, um, it's, it's part of Cubs culture. They're, they're classic. And so they've been doing this trip out, uh, to Mesa for a long time. Usually that very first week that they, uh, have spring training. So I know they're out there now. The only thing is, is I saw them and they're wearing their, uh, long sleeves and jeans. So, yeah, we uh, had some rain out in the desert. We, we, we were actually warmer here than they were there a couple days. Boy, would that tick you off if you went to Phoenix and Tucson and had worse weather than we do here in Chicago. Yeah, and so so I'm hoping it gets a little bit better. But, uh, you know, when we take a look at some of the notes and some of the things that are going on, we talked about it a little bit in the first segment. This And, and it's the title of the episode, The Battle for the Cubs' Fifth Starter Spot Heats Up. We have seen Adrian Sampson, Javier Assad, Hayden Wisniewski, all of them competing for the fifth starter spot. Uh, I talked about Kalen, Caleb's tendonitis in his knee, and so he fell off the radar a bit. You didn't see him on the top prospect list like you did Hayden Wesniski and stuff like that. Um, Javier Assad, really strong first outing. He, you know, guy that that kind of pitched a little bit at the end of the season. And then Hayden Wesniski, we know all that he has done. But all three of those guys tossed two scoreless 
innings, okay? And Cubs starting pitchers have gotten off to a fast start in Cactus League play. They are posting a 3.68 ERA, five earned runs, 11.2 innings pitch, with 13 strikeouts compared to only two walks. Cubs starting pitchers have not allowed more than two runs in an outing so far this spring. So as this battle for the fifth starter spot, like I said, I'm not willing to crown Hayden the champ just yet, but I like the fact that there are multiple options for that spot. And I think that that I, I love competition anytime to kind of get got, to drive these young guys. Absolutely. Tommy Hadovy has been telling us for the last six months, uh, you know, a two-time-a-month guy on the Mully and Haw show, just that they have starting pitching depth, they have pitching depth, and you can never, ever have too much of it. So uh, it's really exciting to see all these guys competing for the last couple of spots in the back end of this uh, in the back end of this thing. And the other news on the pitching, right, Crawley, is that uh, um, David Ross said that maybe Kyle Hendricks might not be as far away as we all think. And Ron Coomer even came on and said he could see him getting a start for the Cubs as early as May. You know, if there's a guy that can do it, it's Kyle. And he's had probably more time off than who knows, you know, how many years it's been since he's had this much time off between starting. Could he do it? Don't know. But like I said, I think that if, if you're looking at the situation and, and you really are lacking for starting pitching, or if you have a bunch of guys go down right away early, then, then, then you, you really are like, okay, Kyle, we need you, buddy. We need you in. If it's not something that is a pressing emergency, I just don't want him to get injured. I, I would rather he not rush it. I want him to come back 100%. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with you at all on that. Speaking of a um, potential emergency, we did hear from the uh, Cubs uh, – president today jed hoyer talking about say a suzuki yep and and the news is not good um so you know we're talking about battling for roster spots there's going to be a battle for the starting right field spot uh david ross and say suzuki both you know talked about it the and and today like you said jed talking about the imaging they had the imaging done on say suzuki and it revealed a moderate strain in the oblique and so from what Jed said today, it is not looking. I mean, it's pretty much he's not. You're not going to see say a Suzuki opening day. Um, the other place you're not going to see say a Suzuki is playing for Team Japan at the World Baseball Classic. That is official, and so a lot of the guys are starting to leave now to get over to where they need to be for the baseball classic. And so I know that uh, Marcus Stroman is leaving for uh, you know because he's going to be on Team Puerto Rico. I know that Shohei Tani is ready. He left. And so uh, Seiya is going to be sticking around and hopefully rehabbing as best as he can. But, that, you know, those oblique injuries, especially for hitters, it's, they're just – they're one of those things that just always feel like it's a nagging injury. And I just – it's frustrating is, is the way to put it. But now you know what? You're gonna, someone, who's the next man up? And so that's where we have to take a look at the options. One of the options is Nelson Velazquez. He looked really good in the minors last season, but he was struggled when he called up. And this is what I talked about with Dustin, with Christopher Morell, is that when you don't get those everyday starts and you can't get yourself into a rhythm, that's not an easy thing to do. So Velasquez, you know, he's going he's gonna to get a look. Um, Trey Mancini, you know, we talked about Trey Mancini when the Cubs signed him. Uh, he's a guy that was going to play first base in DH, but he mentioned, I can play outfield too. So that may be another option right there. And if that happens, now you open up a spot for Matt Mervis, depending on how he looks this spring. 
if Matt Mervis looks really good and doesn't look overwhelmed by the pitching, then then you may want to think about putting Mancini in right field and then having that um, having a platoon of Matt Mervis and Eric Hosmer and or, may, or maybe one of those guys DHing. However you want to do it, but an option. Okay. Brennan Davis. Uh, Brennan Davis was on the podcast. Great, great kid. Absolutely love him. Uh, we said that he was going to have to really work hard to get that spot back that he looked like he was going to have last year. Um, but now this is an opening right now. So if he can put together some good at-bats, the hope is is that he uh, comes out and maybe, maybe makes it difficult for the Cubs and he gets that shot. Don't know. One dark horse candidate, and it's somebody that the Cubs seem to be looking at, again, very closely, Mike Talkman. He's 32 years old, so he's not a kid, um, but he's an outfielder from local boy, Palatine, Illinois, who went to William Framed High School, drafted by the Rockies in 2017, traded to the Yankees in 2019, traded to the Giants in 2021. He played in Korea for the 2022 season. So Talkman has started in three out of five games so far. And again, he is a guy that's been hitting pretty darn well. So who knows if he's not one that would potentially get a spot. Well, Crowley, if you're David Ross, if you are Jed Hoyer, if you are Carter Hawkins, where are you leaning? How are you configuring this? Because if you go... I'm going to ask you. I'll respond to you. I don't want to tell you what I think. I want to hear what you think first. I'm going to respond to you, and then I want to know what you think. And then I'm actually curious to what our our listeners to the podcast think as well. I'd love to get some emails from them. About right field? Right field. Right. I mean, you know, fi- figure a month, okay? It, to be to be safe, just, just to be overly cautious, figure last week, April, first week of May, Suzuki's right. out. So what what are we doing, we the Cubs? What do we want to see for four weeks? And and that's where this spring is going to have to play out. Like I said, if if you're looking, if if Matt Mervis looks solid, then I'd be happy with Trey Mancini and right. If Matt Mervis is looking like, hey, I'm hitting, I'm still mashing. These big league pitchers don't bother me. Then then I'm really really looking at having uh, Mancini play right. All right, so Hosmer's at first, Mancini's in right, and Mervis is your DH. Sure, absolutely. Okay. That's now, what originally, at. when when the first when this first the injury first came out, the first thing David Ross said was Patrick Wisdom. Now, since that time, Wisdom has been scratched twice, and, and you kind of shrugged and rolled your eyes a little bit at, at that thought. And then my if so if you did go that route so if you go wisdom in right now what do you do at third I mean are you are you going to have Christopher Morell be the everyday third baseman for four to five weeks is this how is this how um, Nick Madrigal makes the team or would you get super crazy and, and Molly and Hall laughed at me when I brought this up but it, I think if it's going to be five weeks or longer. You know, would you even consider taking Nico Horner from second base and putting him at third and having Madrigal play second? 
Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. No, I'm not touching the double play combo. I want those guys in rhythm, and, and, and that's – no, 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 sir. I would not like that. I would say that ideally, you know, you could have um, wisdom and right. I mean, it's not ideal, but – and then have Morell at third. Third is really the place where all the competition is right now. Um, but I, I, I would love to see Brennan Davis break out. I would love to see him get a chance um, and see what he can do. It's really up to him. Well, and he um, said, Crowley, right? He said that he wanted to put on a spring training performance, what's going to make them have a real hard decision to make for them not to keep him up. And and, and that's that's what I'm looking at. If, if, if it's up to me, I would like to see hopefully either Brennan Davis or, uh, you know, uh, Matt, Matt Mervis. Mervis get a shot. Yeah. One of the now, young my guys fear with that. Mancini, Crowley, here's my fear with Mancini a little bit, is that is he ready to be on his legs every day for a month? It's a good question, you know. And not and, just and, first base, right? I mean, right field, you're going to be moving around a hell of a lot more than you do over at first. Right. I think when all is said and done, I would I would like to see what either Nelson Velasquez or Brennan Davis would do. That would be ideally okay. where I stand. I, I mean, I'm, this Mike Talkman story is really good. Let's see if he can continue doing what he does all spring long. I just don't – you know what I mean? Are you – We've talked about it before. This is not a championship team. Some people think they can win a division. Maybe. If everything goes their way and it breaks their way, maybe they can win the division. But I would love to see, do you really have something in Brendan Davis? Now, I know that they want him to have more bats because of the you know what happened last year. You don't want to have those at-bats in the majors and try to get your swing back. Um, but I'd love for Brendan or Nelson, one of those two guys, to really get a shot. And if not one of those two, then Matt Mervis. But I want to go young. All right, you're you're at. gonna get a you're gonna get a front row seat for all of that next week, and uh, I I'm shocked, Crawley, as we prep for the show and go over the notes. You have a Jason Hayward update for us. I was just laughing because uh, you know there's been all this talk about Jason Hayward and the Dodgers. Jason Hayward's working on his swing, and that was kind of a running joke on social media. As Jason Hayward's work, he look I again Jason Hayward could have just sat there, collected the checks. And been, you know, drinking mimosas on the back porch, right? He was—he wasn't doing that. He really did come to camp early all the time and work with whoever the hitting coach was. Nobody tried harder than that guy to get right. Okay, just is what it is. It didn't work out. But the Dodgers keep talking. The the, the drum beating I keep hearing out of Dodgers camp is this guy is fixed. He's ready to go. They found something. Yesterday it was on social media. He hits. A pretty towering home run to right field. Okay, so I, I'm just sitting here, and I'm just laughing because of all these years of, of joking. Oh, this is the year. Hayward made an adjustment. Now it's fixed. Did the Dodgers find something, right? And so 
the Cubs are paying both Jason Hayward and Cody Bellinger's salaries, which is something out to 35 million, right? So boy, oh boy, Dustin, imagine if Jay Hay does have a good offensive season. They better hope Cody Bellinger has a good one too, because again, they're paying for both of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's just they are, but it, it, that's it then, right? After that, that's it. You know, yes. those guys are in the, this is the, this is the end of all, uh, the end of all of that nonsense, if you will. But again, uh, Jason Hayward, uh, solid, solid teammate and, and really even a better human being. Um, so we have Cody Bellinger. He's back and in a good way. Patrick Wisdom still day to day with the groin. Justin Steele, I was told by our guy Ron Coomer not to worry. Justin Steele's been out at Arizona for quite some time, so it's not a big deal that he's fatigued at all. He'll be he'll be ready to go. So far, Crowley, what have you? Uh, any more feelings? Any more takeaways about the new rule changes? Well, we did have a very unusual thing that nobody kind of was able to figure out here. Um, three spring, tra- you know, with all these spring training games, and we're, you know, the players, the coaches, the umpires, the broadcasters, even us lowly podcasters are all working to figure things out. <laughs> uh, but we did have an unusual situation in the Cubs Diamondback game in the third inning. We had a dual violation call. So Joe Mantley is warming up for the D backs. He didn't finish up his warm-up tosses in time, so he received a pitch clock violation. But Brennan Davis was waiting for him to finish his warm-ups, so he wasn't in the box. So the umpire ruled that they both received a violation, and so the at-bat started with a one-and-one count. Wild, no. Absol- absolutely <laughs> wild, absolutely wild. That's like that's like 16-inch beer league softball. And so the question was asked, well, what would happen if it was a 3-2 count and it was a dual violation, right? Great question. So, so, you know, Davis said he didn't get into the box because Mattingly was still throwing his warm-up pitches. Typically, you don't get into the box when a guy is throwing their warm-up pitches. You kind of give them a minute. When they're done, you get into the box. Um, Davis said, I didn't know I was supposed to enter the box, even if that's going on. But it has been clarified that in the future, only one violation would be called. So on this one, it's going to be um, the pitcher that would get it if their warm-up tosses are not done. And, and these are things they're ironing out. Everybody's working these things out, and I'm sure they're going to tell them. You know, it's just a question. Are you supposed to be in the batter's box if the pitcher's still doing their warm-up tosses? Yep, yep. So Lots to figure out. It's, not, uh, it's definitely far 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 from crystal clear uh but the pace the pace is better i I do find it to be a crisper faster and i'm not worried about the time i'm just saying what i'm watching i'm watching more action so so far i don't have any serious complaints about it but i'm gonna have to see it when it's for real and when it matters if i'm gonna be bitching and moaning and if i know me i'll be bitching and moaning I, I like the, I like the pace. I mean, honestly, I would say give them about five more seconds. I don't know if you could adjust it. I would say give them five more seconds. I think, you know, over the course of a game, it'll add like three or four minutes. But I think giving five more seconds would be beneficial. I do like the fact, and I heard David Ross speaking about this on one of the broadcasts, is that he's given everybody the green light here, kind of just letting them kind of get a feel to see what they can do. So, you know, I think that, Part of the goal was to get more speed and more action in the game, and you're seeing it in spring training with more guys attempting it. Now, I'm sure that the um, 
coaches are going to have, you know, David Ross is not giving the permanent green light during the season. So that might be changed. But I think in general, it's, it's, it's going to be a better product. It doesn't mean you can't tweak these things, right? This is not, you know, Moses, Theo Epstein coming down from Mount Sinai with this in granite. This isn't anything like that, you know? And that's where I'm saying like, okay, could you slow it down a tad bit? Not, not as long as it was before, but maybe a little bit more time in between. I might be okay with that, but but let's let's see how it plays out for the year. I have no problem with things so far. All right, so far so good. We'll see uh, we'll see what happens. And uh, Crowley, um, I'm jealous. You're going to get out there awful soon and be out in the sun, hopefully, and be uh, catching a bunch of uh, Cubs baseball. That's a wrap, Crowley. Our uh, episode 16 of season number two is in the books, and we've been talking about the battle. For the Cubs' fifth starter, and that is definitely heating up. I want to remind everybody to listen, download, review, most importantly, subscribe to our podcast. Follow follow us on all the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, Fly the W on Facebook, and shoot us an email, Fly the W670 at gmail.com. And go Cubs! Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.